it's Gail right here. Welcome back to Nakama Lounge. This is your one-stop shop for everything anime related. This is a podcast talking everything and anything about anime, manga, you name it. We will be talking about it over here. Today, it's an expo hangover. We're going to be talking about whatever we has been announced at Anime Expo, along with some other topics about the ongoing summer season, what we've been watching, along with obviously the big reveal of the Yu Yu Hakusho live action cast. Of course, today with me, I'm not alone, of course. We can't do these podcasts alone. But I have with me today is, first and foremost, say hello, mate. How's it going? How's it going? And along with this, we have Stacy. Say hello. Hi, guys. Hope you're doing well and staying cool out there. <laughs> yes, it is extremely, extremely, extremely warm out there. So hopefully you're staying cool. Hopefully you're staying safe. And uh, of course, we've not been around for a little bit. So if you guys want to check us out on Spotify on the go, you can. Of course, if you are watching this on YouTube, well, why don't you get yourself subscribed? Because these podcasts are every two weeks. Unfortunately, due to circumstances, we couldn't air one in the last two weeks, unfortunately. But we're back. We're ready to go. Let's talk about anime. Now, the summer season has started, of course, and a lot of shows have dropped and a lot of shows are still yet to come. I know one in particular that I'm anticipating that's dropping this Friday. But we'll start off with you is what shows have you been watching right now? Maybe they're part of the summer season. Maybe they're not. But what have you been watching and why have you been watching them? Okay, well, I'm going to start off with the uh, <clears throat> the obvious one for me. Um, it is Summertime Rendering. It was in the spring season, but is a two-core anime that's, uh, that is going into the summer as well. Mm-hmm. So right now, uh, that is something I've been keeping up with because, oh boy, is is it a doozy. Uh, um, and another one I've been keeping up with, of course, we got to talk about it. You know, the main, the man, the myth, the legend, the devil is a part-timer. Mm-hmm. That finally dropped, which... Woo! That first episode was hilarious. I'm not gonna lie. I loved it. I missed it. It was such an amazing show. It was, I think, nine years. I think someone said since like the first season aired. Mm-hmm. So I've been, yeah, I've been, uh, I've been on to that. Yeah. And honestly, it, honestly, I'm trying to remember. I know Engage Kiss. That's one I was. That's one I peaked at. It was alright. And then there's this one, um, there's this one other anime that was made by the same creator of uh, the Ganshikashi, the candy anime. Mm-hmm. I forgot the name of it. I think it was like something about the night, like like something Call about of the night? Like night or something like that. There you go. Yes, that one. That yes. one I'm also uh, watching because that one's actually pretty interesting as well. Yeah, I think uh, for me as well, I, I'd say that Devil is a Part-Timer, that coming back is, is so, so cool. It's been nine years. I mean, th- this season has been a lot about shows that have not had a anime TV series in like years. Call- Classroom of the Elite, Devil is a Part-Timer, Made in Abyss. We know Made in Abyss has had movies, but we've not had a TV series in so long. Overlord hasn't had an anime a- adaptation in a long time as well. We're getting that fourth season. So it's been good to see these all these old shows coming back basically as well. Um, I would agree with you as well right now for me as well. Summertime rendering and I think uh, a couple of cuckoos has been pretty much the ongoing series um, that I'm looking, uh, you know, keeping an eye out on that's coming in from the spring season. How about you, Stacey? What have you been watching lately? Has anything piqued your interest in terms of the summer season? Or are you just kind of still watching the, you know weekly shows that have been going on like one piece and stuff how how have you been finding anime so far yeah i mean i haven't watched the latest episodes of one piece for the past few weeks but i need to um 
But the only like most recent anime that I've really like kept up with with was Kaguya Sama. Mm-hmm. Um and I finished that obviously like really early July and I watched Carolyn Tuesday and I finished Carolyn Tuesday and I liked it. And now I am currently almost finished with Komi-san Can't Communicate, Komi Can't Communicate, mm-hmm. which I really liked. I think it's super fun and charming. And right before this podcast, I started another anime, and it's an iconic one, uh, and it's Gintama. <laughs> so I am starting my journey Finally. with Gin- <laughs> Gintama, and I it's a long one. <laughs> I was like, you know, I need to start something, I guess, that will... I don't know. I've been wanting to watch Gintama for a while. I was like, might as well start it now. Better to start now than later. So that's what I'm doing. And watch the first episode, and it was hilarious. So gonna definitely keep watching it. No, definitely. That's that's good. I mean, it's finally ha- happening. You're watching Gintama, which is great to see. Um, yeah. It's something that I actually need to rewatch as well. A couple of shows that I want to rewatch now, in all honesty, is Steins Gate. I haven't had a rewatch of Steins Gate in a long time, not since 2017, 2018, I think. And uh, Gintama is another one that I want to rewatch sometime soon as well. So thankfully, you reminded me about that one. Yeah. Um, but um, but yeah. I do want to watch. I do want to watch Devil Is a Part Timer and mm-hmm. also Rent a Girlfriend season two. I believe Ooh. is out now. It is. I've heard that it's corny. I don't know what's going on with season two. I don't know anything about it. But I like season one, so yep. I'm definitely going to give season two a shot and see what's going on because what the hell. But anyway. <laughs> Uh, no spoilers. I still want to watch it, but I'm just going to yeah, wait yeah. for it for more episodes to come out for both Devil is a Part-Timer and Rent-A-Girlfriend, too. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's not the anime. It's just the manga of, at the rate it's going at. That's why people are just like, oh, yep. this is now a dumpster fire. Yeah, I, I, Damn. Did, I will say, though, I did uh, obviously have a video go up on 590 Manga about um, the shows you should watch, and I put Friend or girlfriend at a C rating for in terms of the shows you should watch. Uh, primarily because I felt that you, people should still watch it if you're an anime only. Like for you, for example, Stacy, since you're only an anime only uh, uh, watcher, I would say you yeah. should watch it to just see what happens. Because in all honesty, I just want to see the reactions. I'm in it for the reactions. To be quite honest, I cannot wait to see how people feel about the anime once we get to the phase or the arc we are in in the manga the i think i yeah i think that's gonna be the biggest thing for me uh personally in terms of like why so, people should still keep up with uh Rena girlfriend oh uh, what's up so is it basically manga readers that are just like suffering right now yes. from the anime yeah. so it's just manga yeah. readers so yeah. if i anime mm-hmm. only will be fine essentially yep. yeah i think i think the first half of season two is actually going to be decent in my opinion i think it's still gonna it, it, it'll feel a little bit stretched out and that's the biggest issue with uh uh, Rent a Girlfriend, I feel, is like it starts to feel a little bit stretched out every as each chapter slash episode will go on. So you might start to notice that, but I think for the most part, season two will actually still be relatively decent, I think, for a lot of people to watch, you know. So you should still be fine, I would say, with uh, season two for sure. Um, for me, I think the big ones, uh, like I said, the one that's airing this Friday, Danmachi season four, for me, I am so excited for that one. I'm I'm a, I'm an avid fan of the franchise. I play the gacha game. I've read all the light novels. I I'm a big 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 fan of the series. So for them to drop the fourth season this Friday, I'm very excited about it. And on top of that, it's finally a two core 
One of the biggest issues with Don Machi for me in previous seasons was that it was always one season when I felt like it should have been maybe two, uh, yeah. two cores or something, maybe 22 episodes, 23 episodes. Finally, for this season, they're going for a 22-episode season, which is fantastic. I'm so, so excited about that. And uh, overall, I think the rest of the season, in terms of like other shows in the summer season, there are some good ones there. Like, for example, Licorice Recoil. Um, it's an original show by A1 Pictures. It looks decent. It so far has been pretty wholesome and fun to watch. Um, the one show that I was expecting to be a complete degenerate show was um, My Stepmom's Daughter is My Ex. I, <laughs> I, I ain't gonna lie. I thought that was gonna be a basically domestic girlfriend VQ. But uh, so far, it's been pretty wholesome. I'm not gonna lie. It does seem like it's taking a lot of uh, inspiration from Kage-sama. The, the core idea is there like, oh, they don't want to, you know, admit their feelings to one another. They want the other one to admit their feelings first, it feels like. Um, so that uh, I see a little bit of Kage-sama there, but of course, it's the whole... The, the the whole stepmom, step-sibling kind of side of things, which is making people a bit weary, I would say, about the series. But I think so far it's not been too bad, I would say. Surprisingly, I will say I, I'm surprised about how decent it has been. Um, but yeah, um, there you have it. Those are the summer season shows, of course. Uh, obviously, we're going to keep you guys up to date with the shows we're watching in and out each week. Um, One more thing I also want to mention is I want to talk about about Made in Abyss. That first episode for Made in Abyss was dark as hell. I am uh, what a start to that season by the way. Um I don't know if any of you've been watching Made in Abyss or have started it. Um but oh boy, it was it a very very dark episode. Is have you been watching it? Uh Made in Abyss I haven't though. Oh, I've okay. only seen like the first one. I haven't I haven't re- I haven't seen the new one yet. Okay, okay. But yeah, I think that was a pretty dark episode. Well, what a way to start, I will say. I, I, I feel like I should have given a mention to that because that is, a not, that is, I think, going to be one of the anime of the seasons, I feel. I think that's going to probably take it away, um, in all honesty. But um, before we continue on, uh, we have a sponsor for this podcast. Um, big shout-outs to Manscaped. We have an ad that's going to be playing right now if you're watching the premiere. Support for the show is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer just for you. You can get 20% off and a free worldwide shipping discount with the code down below on your screen right now at manscaped.com. If my math is correct, that equates to around 8 million balls. So basically, we received the performance package 4.0 in the mail, and uh, we're going to go through quickly what came in the package. So first things first, we did receive the Manscaped Weed Whacker. Uh, That's the first thing here, obviously. (laughs) This is the electric nose and hair trimmer. Then they actually did provide us with some uh, boxer briefs right here. Um, Then we actually ended up getting the, um, the lawnmower trimmer over here. Then we ended up getting the crop preserver, which is a deodorizer, very useful. And then we got the crop reviver, which is a toner. So uh, this package, very, very useful. If you guys are interested in this, um, even if you know you, you yourself is not going to are not going to use this, you can buy it as a gift for somebody. But um, yeah, just don't forget that in order to get this, you have to use the code. Well, you don't have to use the code down below, but it would you know give you a big discount if you use the code down below. Uh, 20% off and free shipping with the code. Depending on what podcast you guys are watching right now, it'll be different. Um, but the code right here on your screen 
is what you use to get the 20% discount as well as the free shipping. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. And we're back. Thank you so much, Goresh, for giving us that beautiful, beautiful uh, note about Manscaped. Be sure to check it out. Use code Nakama for a discount. And uh, once again, thank you so much to Manscaped for sponsoring this uh, podcast. Now, let's talk about Anime Expo. The, the title of the video is Anime uh, Expo Hangover. The title of the podcast, I should say. And boy, oh boy, we got a lot of announcements, right? We finally got the release date for Stone Ocean, which I think we should talk about first and foremost. We got a new trailer as well. Um, it's coming out in September and it seems to be yet again, classic Netflix. It's going to drop in one batch. So take it away. Stacey, let's start off with you. What do you think? (sighs) I don't know anymore. (laughs) Like Netflix is just, I have lost like a lot of trust when it, you know, comes Mm -hmm. to Netflix and stuff. So I'm not expecting much at all. Like, I don't know if you guys are, (laughs) um, I would be surprised, but, um, Yeah, I don't know. I just kind of lost faith. Um, but yeah, I really have nothing else to say about it, <laughs> honestly. Like, yeah, I think the biggest issue for me is that it's going to be another case of like, okay, if they do, if they are doing another batch of episodes and it doesn't end again, like say that is not the finale, right? The 24th episode is not the finale. Mm. Are we going to wait another like effectively a year because what it was nine months ten months now since the previous batch right because they came out in december um and the new batch is coming out in september which is the ninth month so yeah basically 10 months between the two right um so are we gonna wait another 10 months for the third batch of episodes or the third part basically i think that's gonna be a little bit of a problem is um i don't know if you've read the manga so i don't know how well you can judge like how many episodes there are going to be left but what do you think about the whole situation do you think that they're going to wrap it up here or is there going to be another part that we're going to probably have to wait for for even a longer time? To be honest, um, with just the snippets that we've seen, it doesn't look like they're going to finish in this batch. There might be as, another batch, mm-hmm. but we don't know because the thing is we didn't know because Stone Ocean, when it first dropped, it was 12 episodes, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Yes, it was 12 episodes. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Yeah. It was 12 episodes, okay. So knowing JoJo's fashions, I think they usually go for like at least like a good like 40 to 50 episodes per arc. Because I know Golden Wind was um was like 30 or 40, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Yeah, let me just double check for you. But I think it was around that, if not a bit longer, I feel. I, I know some of the uh, yeah. se- seasons for JoJo's have been like solid, like 40, 50 episodes as well, right? But let me just check for a golden wind for you in just a moment. But yeah, carry on. You can carry on until then. <laughs> yeah. So essentially, like, that's what I'm thinking. It's like, if they're going for, like, the typical, like, you know, like 40 to 50 episodes, then yeah, there might be another full batch yep. of, like, potentially, like, you know, if this is a 12, another 12 batch episode, all right, so it's 24 and now we're going to have another 12 batch, which is going to be 36, which might be the end of it. Mm-hmm. Because I'm looking right now, the Gold- Golden Wind was up to 38. Yes. Episode 38. Mm-hmm. So this might be another, this might be a three batch if they don't make the next batch, like 24 episodes. Yeah. So it, it's, I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah. I think the biggest thing as well is I'm looking at the list right now of the episodes. Um, Season one or Phantom Blood and Battle Tendency, they were 26 episodes. Of course, Phantom Blood was eight to nine episodes. Battle Tendency was, I think, 18 episodes. So give it or take like 26 episodes. 
Um, Stardust Crusaders was 48 episodes. Uh, Diamond is Unbreakable was 39. Uh, Golden Wind, 39 as well. So Stone Ocean, give or take, will be at least... Well, we know that at least it'll be the second part. I don't know how long Stone Ocean is. You guys can let us know if you're watching the YouTube side of things. Let us know in the comment section how long Stone Ocean is in the manga format compared to the other uh, adaptations or the other uh, parts. Um, but I, I, if it is going to add another part, I think they really need to just sort of figure out a better way of doing this in in the future, especially if they do an adaptation for part seven. I Because I assume uh, Netflix will have now JoJo's under their belt because they want to keep it as a, you know, staple in their, you know, in their streaming service because of how poor they've been doing recently in terms of their numbers. I think they want to keep a big name like, you know, JoJo's under their belt. So that in that sense, it's a little concerning for future parts like part seven and stuff. But I mean, I don't know, man. I think it's a bit of an L the way they're going about it, especially with the batches. It's kind of a stupid decision, in all honesty. Um, it's just going to re- reduce the hype because everybody's going to be done within a day and you're not going to have that week in, week out hype. And the thing is, Netflix has other anime where they effectively have a two-week gap. Like, we were talking about Komi-san uh, uh, Can't Communicate, right? Uh, Komi Can't Communicate is basically what they do is they release it in Japan, and then they wait for two weeks, and then we get the English release on Netflix. So I don't know why they just don't do that. It would be a lot better than the way they're doing it right now. It's just a very, very, very weird decision, in all honesty. Um... Let's talk about Bleach then, shall we? Uh, on to better news. Um, Bleach. Bleach Thousand Year Blood War. We got the f- uh, trailer for it. Um, is I know you want to probably talk about it. Go for it, mate. Woo! I had to do that. Um, dude, it looks amazing. Like, uh, straight up. Um, I know we also got a... We were also released the... Um, the music that the uh, I, fr- I completely forgot the name is drawing a blank on me. The mm-hmm. new the new group that they're going against, but it just sounds so fucking amazing. Yeah, like in all honesty, it just sounds like mm, Chef's Kiss, amazing. Like it, I'm just excited for just a, all the fights that are going to go through. Um, mm-hmm. just all like especially uh Toshiro. The fucking boy. <laughs> he, finally, he finally he finally gets to release his full fucking Bankai. I can't fucking wait. And obviously everyone's gonna talk about it. The Yoruichi fight. Everyone, mm-hmm. everyone's memeing on it. Because they're like <laughs> they're just like memeing. It's like, yo, if Yoruichi fight ain't looking like this, I don't want it. <laughs> I don't want it. I don't want but it. For other sure. than that, other than that, like, you know, just like the art style, like, you know, it the revamp of like the older art style like into this newer looking one looks just it looks amazing it looks like straight out of the manga panels mm-hmm. so i honestly cannot wait and then obviously you know we got our returning casts and stuff like that so it's just all in all this looks like it's going to be an amazing season and apparently again i'm bringing this back up i don't know because this rumor is still fucking is still spreading so much about how disney plus Potentially trying to buy right the Thousand Year Blood War. I do oh, not man. know. It's still that rumor is still going strong, mm-hmm. and I don't know where or who said that. Well, apparently that rumor might be true. I don't know because the thing is, another anime that's on Disney Plus, but not for the American version, uh, the American side of Disney Plus is actually Summertime Rendering. Yep. Um, Summertime Rendering is on Disney Plus, but for Japan only. So I would not be surprised if Disney Plus is actually like Disney Plus Japan 
is m- lobbying to make the Thousand Year Blood War be on Disney Plus only as opposed to Crunchyroll. Mm-hmm. So again, I don't know if that's fully true, but if it is, oh boy, that is going to be a doozy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the one thing I will say about this, by the way, I was just looking at uh, Crunchyroll Expo's announcements, right? The, uh, the Just to see what their announcements are having at uh, their expo later in August, right? At the end of August. They don't have anything for Bleach at all, which I'm kind of surprised about because Bleach is literally two months after that. So I think that uh, rumor might be actually true, you know? It might actually be true because they have um, stuff for Chainsaw Man. They have a panel for Chainsaw Man. They have a Bungo Stray Dogs panel. They have a roundtable for Rising of the Shield Hero. Um, They have other stuff like Blue Lock, Tony Kawa, Mob Psycho 100, Inspector as well. So I think that's very likely. But yeah, I have to agree. I'm very excited about the Bleach announcements for sure um, that they made at Anime Expo. Along with the fact that the biggest one, in my opinion, for me personally, I think this was huge from Kubo, was that he said that a lot of the stuff that he wanted to put in the manga but couldn't, is actually going to be in the anime. So this is kind of going to be like a reverse of what usually happens. Instead of having cut content for the anime, we're actually going to have more content for the anime, which is going to be so, so good. What do you think, Stacey? How are, well, of all the news, like what Kubo's mentioned and everything, how are you feeling about this announcement? Yeah, man, like you guys know I'm like a JoJo fanatic and I'm honestly more excited for Bleach than for JoJo, which Ooh. is like insane. So yep. like... Because I enjoyed Bleach, and I, you know, I like the characters, I like the concepts, the Bankai, and all that. So, yeah, the trailers, everything, all the stuff that they've released for it already is just creating this amazing hype around it. And I think it's going to deliver, honestly. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's going to waver on our expectations. I think it's going to be amazing, especially for manga readers um who say that the story this next arc is like incredible so i mean i'm glad that they took the time to like really it seems like they're going to get it right so mm-hmm. i mean i hope so they took their their time to do this so hopefully you know it comes out on top and we get to really enjoy this last arc with bleach and everything so i'm excited i hope i it seems like everyone else is excited and yeah i think it's going to be great honestly yeah, definitely. I think that's going to be the case. Um, the the biggest thing for me as well is like, I'm really hoping it does well. And I know while uh, I prefer if they just, you know, stopped it there and all, but with that one shot that we got a couple of months back, I think it was a year ago even for Bleach, right? I think we had that one shot where they went into the future sort of Boruto-esque, basically. I'm not going to lie. I wouldn't be, uh, uh, you know, I wouldn't reject the idea of a, a, another Bleach sequel effectively if need be, but as long as it's done well, you know, that, that one shot was very promising, but they need to do well on top of that, right? Um, but yeah, that was the, the, those were the two big announcements, I would say, at Anime Expo. Um, we also had some stuff on Chainsaw Man, but we never really got a release date for it or anything. They're still targeting a 2022 release uh, from what I've seen, but I'm genuinely surprised that we still don't have a release date. We haven't gotten a fresh PV um, I know they showed off a PV at the expo, but I think it was pretty much very similar to the original one. There were barely any new shots, basically, on that. Um, I do know that they're coming at Crunchyroll Expo, so that's going to be interesting. But the big announcement for me, um, and I don't know if either of you guys um, have read the Manwa, and it's a webtoon, actually. Um, and that is Solo Leveling is finally getting an anime adaptation. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
yeah, I, I know a lot of people have been very, very excited about it. I think this is obviously this is one of the big manhwas that people read and uh, have looked into and have been wanting an anime adaptation for, of course, after Tower of God, uh, God of High School and stuff. This was the one that everybody wanted. And we're finally getting it. We're getting one now. I'm hoping that it's um, from what I've seen, it's not a Crunchyroll original. So that's good, at least. And I know it's being handled by A1 Pictures. So I have a little bit more faith in that regards. But I don't know. Either of you guys uh, have looked into it. If you've seen the key visual, the poster that they po- posted, what are your expectations about it? If you guys have, you know, have any actually. So is, have you looked into it maybe? Uh, so yes, actually it is. Uh, it's not a webtoon actually. It is a, it is a regular, just straight up manhwa. Okay. Because it's not on the webtoon application. Is it on? Um, it, no, it's not. I swear it, it was, is, but okay. Nope, it is not on webtoons. It is straight up just a manhwa. It was okay. a light novel, light novel adapted into a manhwa. Okay. Um. So, but, dude, I remember watch. I remember reading like the first like when the chapters were like I think it was only like twenty, thirty chapters out. I remember mm-hmm. my friend was like, "Yo, get on this solo leveling. You know, it's really good." And I gave it a shot. I instantly loved it. It's it's just ah, oh, dude. It, just the story that it portrays um, is really well done. The mm-hmm. characters, like you, there's like actual characters that you're just like, oh, dude, I love this character, or like, oh, dude, I hate this character, and that's what you want for like you know a story. It's like you want people to convey those emotions, and be like, yep, and not like you know have a main character and people will be like, oh, I don't like this main character. Main character is kind of meh. While you know having like an antagonist and then be like, oh wow, this antagonist should have been the main character. This and that, blah blah blah, but. You know, it actually makes you like you know portray those feelings, um, especially like uh, especially like the main character, like my boy, my boy. He's just like like you start off like with him like being you know you know the stereotypical person turning into essentially like you go with him as he changes himself into the person that he becomes at the end of the story yep and that's what i love about stories like that it's like where you don't you don't start off with a character that's completely like you know overpowered or completely like you know already out the wazoo just cool and whatnot it's like no Mm -hmm. he starts off one way and then he ends up how you suppose how he you know people will want in the main character at the end of the story so that's what i loved about it um, the one thing I did hear about solo leveling that might be yep. a little bit different, it, that wouldn't make sense, is that they're changing it so that way it's no longer in Japan. It's no longer in Korea, but it's in Japan. Mm. Which will... What the heck? That's, That's a weird. little bit iffy. I'm not, I'm not, I didn't that, know about that, actually. That's a bit iffy. Which, yeah, so that the thing make is... Sense. it No, it really doesn't make sense because the thing is, the, what solo leveling is, on, like, not only is it about the, you know, the characters, it's also about the world. Yeah. Um. Essentially, like all, like you, like not only you have like you know, like essentially like, they have a hunters association. Like not only do you follow Korea's hunters association, you also follow America, mm-hmm. um, China, Russia. They even have a like the whole. There's a whole entire story about Japan's hunter organization about how they need Sung Ji Woo, who is the main character. To go to like an island in Japan because of this whole entire like you know pandemic that's going on, and mm-hmm. they need his help, and it doesn't make sense if they're going to do it in Japan because you know it's like that his whole yeah. entire thing was he like he's a Korea's Hunter Association going to Japan, and then not only does he go and help them, when it comes to Hunter Associations, they're just like 
they pride themselves about like their hunters. They pride themselves about like, oh, we got the best of the best. Yeah. And so the fact that they out they outsourced to someone else, it basically dwindled their population in you know hunter association, and it made like Japan like think twice. It's like, oh, are we really that good? Yeah. So the fact that there's a rumor saying that it's going to take place in Japan as opposed to Korea, that's what doesn't make sense. And that's that part of the story mm. will basically be like, well, what the fuck is going on now? Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm having a look actually at an article right now. And the moment you mentioned that, I, I decided to look it up. And uh, just to give you guys an idea is the, the, the uh, so like um, is mentioned that we have the original manhwa, right? Um, then they decided to adapt it into a Japanese light novel, right? Which is which is fine. You can adapt it into various things uh, from there on, right? But the light novel actually changes a lot, uh, a couple of the stuff. The first thing that they changed was that whole anti-Japan stance that you mentioned, right? Um, and then on top of that, the names also changed. Like uh, apparently in the trailer and what the light novel instead of Sung Jin Wu, uh, it's actually Shun Mizushino is his actual name, the main character. So. I, I what mean, I mean, yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. I'd prefer it if they kept it to the original, and I wish, like, even the light novel, I wish didn't change this stuff because that's the core idea of the series, and that's the core story. They shouldn't change that. I think that's a bit of an L, in all honesty. I I don't know if I hope A1 Pictures doesn't do that, but ooh, I didn't actually know about this. This is some. This is completely fresh news to me. But uh. I mean, if I were to choose, I mean, we still don't know officially what it is, but based on that trailer using the Japanese light novel name, it may seem like they might go down the Japanese light novel route, which would be like a bit shocking to a lot of like fans of the series who have read the original, right? Yeah, I'm not the biggest fan of that. Stacey, I know you've, you've, you've been uh, not happy about it as well. What do you What do you have to say about that? That is just so weird to me. I don't understand the purpose of it at all. Like, I'm currently reading Solo Leveling. Mm -hmm. It's taken me a while to, like, get through it just because, like, I'm just I'm just consuming so many different medias at once, like, all the time. Yeah. But um, I am, like, maybe a third or a fourth of the way through the manga, like, 60 chapters in. And, or Manwa, sorry. It's really it's really good and I really enjoy it. I just don't understand why you literally what is the point of this decision? Like what is the basis of this? There's no reason why it should be mm-hmm. anywhere else besides Korea, where it was meant to be. So and yeah, like um is said, I am just now like getting into like the American Hunter Association and everything like that. So um, I'm excited to like see where it goes and stuff, but it's just like this this sort of decision doesn't make any sense. Like there is no point in changing the or like where the story takes place. So especially because the characters like the characters names are all going to be different than yep. the manhwa because like they're all Korean names and they're now going to be Japanese. Like I don't get it. I, I hate it. I hate that decision. But yep. I mean, the story itself as long as they keep the story, you know, the same and the characters the same, they don't change anything really like anything else. And it should be it should still be good. But yeah. that's just like a major L before the story even or before the anime even drops. You know, it just kind of leaves a bad taste in your mouth for manhwa readers. I don't know. I don't like that decision at all. It doesn't make sense to me. I absolutely agree yeah, with that. Uh, I was going to I'm going to real quick introduce you real quick. Um, Go ahead. Just to like reiterate reiterate um my previous statement 
it's well just so people know webtoon is an actual service it's just for those who don't know webtoon is an actual service uh in for america that has its own like manwas that like you know it not only does it like you know produce like manwas from korea but they also do uh for uh english people like english creators actually put their manwas like their own style manwas on that app yeah um for solo leveling the english uh the English, because like if, if you look it up, it says webtoon, but it's actually like you know it's still manhwa, but it's a webtoon for actually web novel and tappy tune, which, which uh well sorry webtoon ta- uh, web novel tappy tune pocket com pocket comics and topaz, mm-hmm. which are the English based version of like you know webtoon. So I just want to make sure like that reiterate that sort of like people who don't know like the difference. Yep. There is a difference between webtoon like the actual service. And then Webtoon, like, you know, different services. So I just want to reiterate that. Yep, yep. All good, all good. But yeah, I, I have to agree with uh, you on that one, Stacey. I think it's a bit of a, it's a weird decision to take so early on, especially because, I, and I kind of, the, the, I get what their idea, the reasoning is, because, of course, Studio A1 is based in Japan, and it does it, they could run the risk of promoting anti-Japanese stuff as a result, and that would lead to issues with the government and stuff like that. But I still think it's kind of like, when it comes to stuff, media like this, it's, you, you have to show this sort of stuff because it's how the creator wanted it to and how the creator, you know, planned to, you know, pr- push the story as a result. So you can't change that sort of stuff, in my opinion. Uh, but I don't know. We'll have to just wait and see. I really hope that they don't take this decision. It's still very early days, right? The anime adaptation doesn't come out till 2023, so we still have a long time, realistically. I think we'll probably start getting trailers and stuff come January, February, most likely. Um, the one good thing about the animes that we do know, um, uh, outside of this shenanigans that I actually didn't... we didn't. I, I'm surprised that I didn't read about this earlier on. Um, but the one good thing about the anime adaptation is that Hiro Yuki Sawano is going to be uh, doing the soundtrack for the series or for the anime adaptation, I should say. So that's great. Obviously, Sawano Goat, um, you know, has done some amazing tunes for shows like Attack on Titan, Kill la Kill, um, 86 and so on and so forth. So very excited to see how he does with uh, solo leveling. I think he'll knock it out of the park. And uh, yeah. There we go. So those are the majority of the Anime Expo announcements that we wanted to talk about. Of course, we will talk about Chainsaw Man in much more detail once we get a release date and an actual new PV come Crunchyroll Expo, hopefully. So keep an eye out on that podcast. We will talk about it in the future. Let's talk about another big announcement that happened in the last couple of days, even. And that is the Yu Yu Hakusho live action cast has been officially revealed. Yes, uh, Yu Yu Hakusho is getting a live action. We've uh, we discussed about the live action a couple of months back, I think, on the podcast. You know, we were talking about the One Piece live action, and then obviously the Yu Yu Hakusho one came up. But now we officially have uh, some faces to go with the names. So we have the four characters. We have Kuwabara, Yusuke, Hiei, and Kurama's uh, actual actors now officially revealed. And I just want to start off by saying... I don't know why they chose the person they did for Kuwabara because that does not look like Kuwabara at all. Kuwabara looks horrible, bro. I am not a fan of that. I am just straight up not a fan of what they've done with Kuwabara. It's so weird to see like the changes. It's it's a subtle change. You can tell the difference in hair color, the the difference in the hairstyle. It just looks so so odd. Is 
what do you think about the live action cast? I had to just get Kuwabara off my chest because uh, that sounds kind of mad, but I had to just get him out of my ch- out of my out of my way because he was honestly the worst one out of the four we've seen. So, Yusuke doesn't look that bad. Uh, I will admit, and same thing with Hiei. Like those two, uh, those two don't look the don't look just straight up like they look like they can actually play their roles like we'll, we have to give them you know let's 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 give them let's give them uh let's give them a try but again Kurbara though again it's like what also doesn't make sense is that Kurbara was essentially like he's like he's like very muscular in a sense like but he's like he's tall like he's like yep. you know comparatively to everyone else like he is tall like he's supposed to be like you know essentially a giant compared to them but the fact that this cool bar does not look like that at all, like, mm-hmm. I can't, I can't necessarily say like, oh, you know, he's not gonna, you know, fit because like again, we just have a picture, so I don't know exactly yeah. how tall he is or how they're gonna be. Uh, they better make look. him tall. They better make him look tall. I don't well, care. I swear to God, if he's the same, I swear to God, if he, if he, if oh, dude, if he's as tall as if Yusuke is as tall as him, then that's we, a problem. We, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna have some fighting words. And then Kurama, like, I don't know. I, like, Kurama's another one. Just like, I don't know. It, 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 it looks like it's there. Like, he looks like the standard pretty boy. But at the same time, he's just straight up. It, it just, it, I don't know. He just doesn't have that, you know, that, that you know, pizzazz that Kurama had. So, mm-hmm. again, that one, uh, that one is, like, also is, like, close to Kurobaro. And it's, like, why did you go with this? But, again, we'll have to see with his acting. And yep. like I said, with Hiei, Hiei looks fine. And Yusuke also looks fine. It's just how they're going to portray those characters. So, that that's pretty much it for me, really. Yeah, it's, it's uh, it, again, like you said, I think Hiei, for me, looks somewhat okay. Kurama, bad. Yusuke, I want to see him in action before I say anything about him, but Kurobara is bad, bad. Um, Stacey, wh- what do you think about the cast? I don't know if you've had an opportunity to look at it. I know it's been spreading all, like wildfire over the internet. Every time every time they dropped a poster, it would be just like, oh no, it's Netflix at it again kind of thing. How are you, find- how are you finding the new actors for them? And what do you think? Uh, are you still optimistic or no? No, I never will be when it comes to live action animes. Like, Mm -hmm. I never will be optimistic and it's going to be bad, like, as usual. It's it's not going to be anything new. We already know how this will probably turn out, you Mm -hmm. know? I mean, more than, I mean, probably like 99% of anime adaptations are bad. And I'm not sure why Netflix keeps doing this. (laughs) I just don't get it Um, because they have failed numerous times. I mean, just the whole entertainment entertainment industry has failed numerous times to give us a good live action anime adaptation. And so, yeah, like pictures of the cast, you know, no matter what they do, I will just not be optimistic. Like, yeah, some of the cast looks okay. Like, I agree. Yusuke looks good. I mean, I don't know, just, I. it doesn't matter, though, because to me, it's just, yeah, it's not going to be done well. I don't know why Netflix keeps choosing these, like, crazy animes to, like, adapt. Like, One Piece, Cowboy Bebop, and Yu Yu Hakusho, just Bleach, like, all of these crazy ones with crazy stories and effects and, like, a lot of stuff going on. 
and they could like perfectly do like fruits basket or something like something a little bit more mild and something like not crazy you know it's like just adopt some cute slice of life romance comedy animes or something like that like we don't need just leave Yu Yu Hakusho alone. Just leave One Piece alone. Leave Bleach alone. We don't need it. We don't want it. They always end horribly. So I'm not optimistic by any means. <laughs> yeah, I think the one thing you mentioned there, like, is like slice of life adaptations. Why don't we get some of them, right? Like, with especially how popular Kaguya-sama is. I mean, we know that there is the Japanese live actions going on, but they could easily adapt that into an English version very easily. I feel. Um, and you know, there are so many other rom coms and slice of lives that have absolutely done super super well uh but have never gotten live action adaptation but but the thing is as well i will say this though um the stuff we've seen from the one piece live action though i have to say there that's not bad at all though but that i feel like Mm -hmm. a lot of that has come from the fact that oda is actually invested in making that look good kind of thing and they're actually listening to him for once unlike some other series that they've been working on like avatar and stuff but they're actually listening to him. The set pieces look good. The casting has been solid so far, I, I, I'd i say, in all honesty. It's not been bad. Yeah, but that's much. just the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. You know, when it comes yeah. to One Piece, One Piece is a massive undertaking. Mm-hmm. And the story, you have like a huge fan base, a massive fan base. The story has been going on for like decades at this point. And yeah. it's a huge world. And it's like... So how is this going to go? Like, you yep. know, so I mean, it, if they're going to do this, they're going to be doing production for decades as well. Like, it's going to take a very long time if they're trying to do like the entirety of One Piece. I know, obviously, mm-hmm. the first season is not going to be like it's it's only going to scratch a little bit of the story. Yep. But it's just like we've only seen the tip of the iceberg. How the hell are they going to show Chopper? How the hell are <laughs> they going to show Brooke? How are they going to show Gomu Gomu No and Luffy stretching everywhere? You know, like, how is that going to happen? You know, <laughs> I, like, yeah. I can't imagine it. It's going to be weird and awkward. And I'm so not looking forward to it. You know, I'm sorry to sound pessimistic, no, but no, I, I love One Piece. And, you know, I love Yu Yu Hakusho. And they keep, like, making these adaptations of these amazing animes. And it's like... What are you guys doing? Like, I just refuse to watch any of them. I don't want to watch Cowboy Bebop. I don't want to watch, like, any of the live actions. No, I don't want to. I never even thought about it. I was like, there's absolutely no way I'm watching the live-action Cowboy Bebop. I love Cowboy Bebop way too much to do that. (laughs) Oh, man. I will say as well, like, you make a valid point in that. We were actually talking about it right before the podcast started, uh, isn't I, before you joined us in the voice call. Um. We were talking about Chopper and stuff and how they're going to, who they're going to cast for that and stuff. But I I think the one thing I will say as well is that, um, yeah, we've just been heard way too many times. I think the only good live action adaptation that we keep harping on about has been stuff like Veroni Kenshin and like, you know, uh, the Japanese versions of Death Note, not the Netflix one, but the Japanese versions of Death Note and stuff. And even then they're very basic in their effects and stuff. They're not like, as you say, the crazy effects that One Piece will have, the ones that you yeah. will have, right? And Well, uh, it's not just the effects, it's also the characters. One yeah. Piece has insane characters mm-hmm. and weird-looking characters, like, everywhere. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, 
what are how how are y'all gonna do this you know how are y'all gonna do this successfully i mean oda can do his best but writing a manga and making actual live action production Very different. and all everything that you have to do with that is just totally different so mm. i don't know oda i'm glad oda is a part of it but i mean um the author for Game of Thrones was part of the Game of Thrones production and stuff, and they didn't listen to him, so, like, you know how that ended. <laughs> <laughs> and no, the one thing as well I have to also add on top of that is, uh, today, I think I saw an article today, it's one of the reasons why I thought this would be a good topic to have on the podcast as well, along with the You Hawker Show stuff, is I saw that they were talking about, uh, in one of their blog posts, that they were talking about... Uh, you know, series that they want to make franchises basically and make like Stranger Things S kind of like multi season kind of thing, right? And uh, I saw two other shows. I don't know what there were some Western shows or something. I don't know to be quite honest what shows they were. They were, but I did notice that they included One Piece in that list. So they do have. It does seem like they at least have plans for One Piece to go long. It's just that, like you said, it's going to be it's such an undertaking, uh, and I don't know if they can do that, right? Especially like you said the vast ca- character roster that they have <laughs> yeah. uh, the effects like you said and all that jazz it's, it's gonna be an arduous process and it's not yeah. gonna be easy at all um yeah well it's not just gonna take a lot of freaking money it's gonna yeah. take so much time mm-hmm. if you're gonna try to do one piece right you need to make things accurate you need to do the casting right you need to make the effects like really good i just i don't see it happening like at all one piece is crazy to take over so i don't know we'll see how the first bit goes and i guess i mean i think one piece might be the only one i might give a shot at watching for the live action but mm-hmm. yu yu show absolutely not there's no way <laughs> yep yep absolutely so, agree i was gonna say real quick one thing too it's if you guys you guys probably didn't realize it but the thing is the one there's one other live action that actually did pretty pretty decently especially like to like you know um audience scores was the actual bleach anime that netflix did mm-hmm. that live action they act that one actually did pretty well like i get like i even watched it like i thought it was pretty fine um i'm looking at like some of these like like i was just like looked it up because i was curious like some of these people who've like you know read the manga watched the anime blah, blah blah they said that it was actually done pretty fairly obviously albeit with like you know little things here or there that's a little wonky you know, with some of, like, the character choices uh, for the casting, but, like, for all in all, especially on Rotten Tomato, Rotten Tomato of all places, like, the tomato meter was at 71%, mm-hmm. and then for an audience score, was at 76 So the fact that a live-action anime movie adaptation actually did that just got a 76 like, Although, yeah, 70 isn't that great of a score, but, like, if you really think about it, for an anime movie adaptation, yeah, like, especially better. nowadays... It, that that's actually really well so the fa- so netflix like coming out with bleach actually did pretty well mm-hmm. i think that's i think i think that is where this whole entire need to do live action animation really you know dived in for them they're like oh we gotta do this now because you know because they did pretty decently on bleach they think oh we can do this and this and this so i think i'm pretty sure that's around the time where they thought maybe this will they this is where they're gonna dip their toes and that's why we're getting all these live action anime adaptations of it's so, possible yeah don't don't yeah don't knock bleach i will say this don't knock bleach till you try it like if you if you've given it a shot then okay like especially talking to the audience like if you give it a shot you don't like it it's fine but like it 
it did pretty decently. I I will admit, for someone who has also watched Bleach, like especially when they're trying to cram that whole entire season to a movie, which was a little weird. They left out some stuff, but it didn't do that. It didn't do that bad as people as people who haven't seen it are you know proclaiming it did. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what I just gotta say. Yep, yep. Um, no, that's fair. That's absolutely fair. Um, now, of course, uh, I think unless uh, does anybody else have anything to add regarding the live actions and stuff? You want to talk something else about it? Maybe. No, I'm good. All right, perfect. Um, no, I'm good. All right, now we move on to a little bit more of a sad topic. Of course, um, recently, about two weeks ago, um, we heard about the tragic passing of Kazuki Takahashi, the author and creator of the Yu-Gi-Oh! franchise and manga. And uh, it came as a shock to all of us. I, you know, I I still remember it. It was like 2.30 in the afternoon or something like that. And I saw uh, a tweet from the NHK, one of the big news outlets in Japan, reporting the... uh, uh, incident. Um, of course, we now know that he passed away, uh, drowning at sea. Basically, um, huge condolences to his friends, families, um, you know, those close to him. Of course, and yeah, I have to. I wanted to make a small section for him personally because I, you know, the impact he's had on not just me but a lot of people across the globe. You know, Yu-Gi-Oh is a massive franchise. It's one of the m- most well-known shonens out there, right? And um, you know, it, I I wanted to just say one thank you to him uh, one last time for, you know, creating such an amazing series and, uh, you know, providing us with an unbelievably long lasting franchise that I, w- I will still love forevermore. And so many others will still love as well. Um, I don't know if you guys have anything else you want to add regarding him is or Stacy, you know, if you've had any memories of Yu-Gi-Oh you want to mention, the floor is yours, guys. Um, I mean, I really, he created one of the biggest, like, card games ever. I mean, Mm -hmm. people still play it today, so you definitely have to just respect the man for, like, what he brought to this world. Yu-Gi-Oh! is amazing, and it actually was, like, probably the, it was the third anime that I ever, like, really got into. The first was Dragon Ball Z and Sailor Moon, and then it was Yu-Gi-Oh! So, like, Yu-Gi-Oh! was, and still is, just, you know a big part of my, like, anime, I guess, lore, you would say. So, (laughs) I mean, I, like, I I really appreciate, um, you know, the creator for making something as big as Yu-Gi-Oh! And it's still going very strong today. Even though the card game is super hard, (laughs) I can still appreciate it a lot. And I'm, like, I've been re-watching Yu-Gi-Oh! here and there, and yeah, it still is an amazing show and he created a masterpiece. So much love and respect. Yep. Yep. For sure. Is anything from your end, Maine? Uh, yeah. So, um, like obviously you guys said, like, it, like he created a childhood and, you know, he created my childhood. Um, I will never forget, um, when it first started airing in the United States, like I was all, I was all over it. I wanted like the cards, you know, I was able to go out, get myself like a starter pack, um, you know, Know, play with my friends uh funny enough um dang if i knew we were going to do this i would have gone and got it but um right now i'm currently at my brother's and sister's house uh which was my old house growing up and in our garage um like in like in in the, like downstairs like in the garage like on the second like in the attic type area where we keep storage i actually have a first generation uh dual disc 
not like not like first generation in the show, like first generation, like you know the ones that they you know pumped yep. out when uh, when Battle City was a when the Battle City arc came out. Mm-hmm. So that dual disc, I actually have it still in box because um, it was going to be for a Christmas present. And then, you know, and then, like, I never got it because my dad forgot about it, this and that. And I didn't find <laughs> out till like, you know, two years ago that we had it in there. So, yeah, um, just everything about that is just, like, you know, it was, it was just, like, an amazing thing. Like, he, like, I would, like, I love card games. Um, I've always loved card games. Um, Yu-Gi-Oh! has always been my top one. But because, and if you think about it, too, if it wasn't for Yu-Gi-Oh!, we wouldn't also get all these other card games, like, you know, Mm-hmm. Uh, it was Shadowverse. Um, we wouldn't have uh, Card Fight Vanguard. Uh, what was that other one? Uh, I'm like drawing a blank on it. It was another popular one. Um, um, it was a Duel Masters, I think it was. That that was also after Yu Gi Oh, if I'm not mistaken. I feel like it was a little. I bit believe so. Yes. Yeah. Like it, like if it wasn't for you, we wouldn't have gotten all these card games as well. So mm-hmm. essentially, it's just like you know he helped pave the way for you know something like this, and so there's nothing but we can do is just say you know have our condolences, but you know you know congratulate him, say like yes he left his world, but he left this world as a legend for to for time to come because yep. now like if you like and know how far back you go in like you know card games like you know playing with as kids, Yu-Gi-Oh would always be like the forefront of all these massive, just, like, the massive, like, outburst of let's get these card games out for kids and stuff like that. Let's come yep. up with our own card games, stuff like that. Yep, I absolutely agree. He's left his legacy and a stamp on the world that nobody will ever forget, pretty much. Um, you know, as the game continues to live on, we get new series or we get new iterations of video games. Like, for example, obviously, right now we have Master Duel that just released a couple of months ago, right? He's gonna, he's left a stamp on his world and I don't think any of us will ever forget that. So once again, Big thank you to him, and may he rest in peace, and uh, we'll keep playing Yu-Gi-Oh, mate. We'll keep playing Yu-Gi-Oh. But there you have it. There's the podcast. That's the fourth episode of Nakama Lounge done and dusted. Once again, uh, thank you so much to our sponsor, Manscaped, for you know sponsoring this podcast. And, uh, of course, thank you so much to Iz and Stacey for joining me on this podcast. As always, we will be back in about two weeks' time to get you guys another... I, I would say fortnightly dose of anime. Thank you guys so much for watching or listening on to this podcast. We will see you guys next time. Take it easy, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye.